Welcome to the Strong Mamas Podcast, where we're talking about our fitness and food choices as moms in real life and in light of our faith as Christ followers. I'm your host, Megan Dahlman, and together we'll be exploring what it means to be a healthy, strong mama in the middle of a culture that's obsessed with vanity. This podcast is all about helping and equipping you to take better care of yourself and the ones you love. Hey friend, welcome back to the Strong Mamas podcast this week. I'm so glad you're here and anxious to learn all about the endomorph body type today. This one's going to be good, you guys. Not only are we going to recap all of the other body types for you and talk about their hybrids, which is kind of fascinating, but we're going to do a deep dive into the final somatotype, which is the endomorph. You'll learn all about an endomorph's genetic characteristics, what they excel at, what they might naturally struggle with, and then what you really want to know, how an endomorph can eat and train in a way that optimizes their unique genetics so that they can feel their absolute best. We're also going to touch on something called insulin response. You may have heard of this term before, but maybe you're kind of confused. So we're going to go into that. And it's super fascinating and really helpful to know about. Once again, this series is a re-release from last summer because it was so darn popular last year. And if you missed it the first go around, I wanted to make sure you have it again. And even if you already listened to it before, it's definitely worth reviewing. And sometimes I know this body typing stuff can become really confusing. So at the end of this episode, Scott and I are gonna walk through some listener questions that might clear things up for you. And these are the questions. What if I really don't know what my body type is, but I do know what my personal goals are? What should I do? It's a great question. The next question is, is somatotyping similar to blood typing for fat loss? And then the other question is, this is all a little bit confusing and I'm starting to feel overwhelmed. Can I still see results and have success if I don't eat and train perfectly for my body type? Really, really good questions. So make sure you stay tuned until the very end of the episode to hear the answers to those. And listen, if you've been loving this series and are kind of curious about your own body type, maybe you have an idea, but you're not really sure, or maybe you have no clue at all. I just put together a body type quiz that you can take, which will give you a good estimation of what you might be. It's a totally free quiz that only takes about two minutes and it'll help you discover which somatotype you are. I just have one request when you take the quiz, okay? I need you to be honest, all right? Don't exaggerate your responses because you're having a bad day where you don't feel good about your body, or maybe somebody said something to you that made you feel negative about a certain body part. Just really answer each question honestly. That way you can get the most accurate response, okay? And then when you finish the quiz, I'll talk you through some of the unique things about your body type and how to train and eat more individually. And then I'll even provide you with some more resources that'll help you dial things in even more. So I'll post the link to the body type quiz in the show notes for you, but you can also visit strong-mamas.com slash body type quiz. All one word there at the end, okay? Strong-mamas.com slash body type quiz. 
Also, throughout this body type series, you may be experiencing some serious light bulb moments about your body. Maybe maybe you're recognizing that your body has been feeling sad and a little broken and maybe far from what you know that you're truly capable of. Or maybe your thoughts about your body feel broken. You, you could be frustrated because... I mean, life is overwhelming right now. It's ridiculously overwhelming right now. And so your self-care might be taking a back seat. Maybe you don't feel healthy. Perhaps you're just sick of dieting and the quick fix stuff that's out there and you rarely have anything positive to say or positive to feel about your body. And I bet deep down, you just know that if something doesn't change pretty soon, you just might give up. And I want to give you an opportunity to experience something amazing, something different. I want to give you an opportunity to find out what your body can do, how fit and how strong it can be, to be part of a community of amazing women that are getting happier and healthier in their bodies every single day, and to know what it feels like to be a good and faithful steward of the body God gave you. Imagine having consistent, healthy habits that are doable and not overwhelming, and also having a brand new attitude and mindset about your body, one that you'll feel proud to leave as a legacy for your kids. I want to invite you to join us in the Strong Mamas Coaching Program. This is designed specifically for moms that are craving a simple, yet highly effective, all-inclusive workout and nutrition experience. No more guessing with your workouts, no more dieting, and no more vanity-focused influences. Come experience what it's like to have a Christ-centered approach to good exercise and good nutrition. With the Strong Mamas Coaching Program, you'll completely transform the way you feel, move, and even think about your body without restrictive dieting or complicated workouts. To find out more about what I'm talking about, to watch videos of other moms that are in the program, to read testimonials, to see other transformation stories, and then to join our family today, head to strong-mamas.com transformation. Okay, I'll say that again. Head to strong-mamas.com transformation. Hey guys, welcome back to the Strong Mamas podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dahlman, and I'm here today with my co-host and husband, Scott, of 13 years. 13 years. (laughs) Today's our anniversary, and what better way to spend your anniversary than uh, recording a podcast? This is what love really is, right? (laughs) All right, so for the past couple of weeks, we've been learning so much more about the different body types or what we call somatotypes. It's been pretty fun. Um, hopefully you guys have learned a lot listening to the ectomorph and the mesomorph types. But once again, basically somatotyping is a simple method of generally categorizing the differences between all of us based on our metabolic tendencies, based on our bone structure, muscle fiber type, and fat storage distribution. So already we've kind of learned that Scott is an ectomorph. Through and through. (laughs) Through and through. And then I am a mesomorph through and through. As a quick recap, we already learned about those two different body types. So I'm going to quiz you, Scott. (laughs) You You didn't didn't tell me there was going to be a test on my anniversary. (laughs) Okay, tell me some of the characteristics about an ectomorph. This should be easy, easy because you are one. 
Well, for one, I have long, skinny limbs. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's hard for me to carry weight that way. I do tolerate carbohydrates in my diet a lot better than some people, which makes me happy because I love my morning potatoes. Um, Activities which require kind of longer, slow twitch muscle types, longer distance running, that type of stuff is easier for me. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, things like sprinting and building muscle are more difficult for me. Yep, totally. So once again, that ectomorph body type is characterized by long and thin muscles, which are usually comprised of more slow twitch muscle fibers. And generally an ectomorph will have limbs with lower fat storage. So they typically have a pretty fast metabolic rate and a higher tolerance for a diet that has more carbohydrates, which is why you really like potatoes for breakfast. And you'd probably have potatoes with every meal if you could. I would. (laughs) So ectomorphs, once again, they excel at endurance sports. And it's really important for an ectomorph to emphasize muscle building activities because having muscle mass is not something that's natural for them. So they have to work at it. So that's the ectomorph. Okay, second question. What's the mesomorph, Scott? That's you. Yeah. (laughs) What about me? For mesomorphs, it's easy to fill the sleeves. Uh, They have larger bones than I do, a solid muscular torso and limbs. Naturally, these people look more muscular and athletic and more easily can control their fat levels. All of these things, which if anybody has watched your videos or seen your pictures, will notice right away you have. Yeah, yeah, I am a true mesomorph. So mesomorphs typically have a pretty moderate to even a high metabolic rate, depending on the amount of muscle mass they have on their body, which gives them pretty moderate carbohydrate tolerance. So they do well with a diet that includes moderate amount of amounts of carbs. They might not feel great having carbs at every meal, but a little bit over the course of the day is fine. They excel at quick agility type sports like sprinting and then even bodybuilding they do well at. A mesomorph needs to emphasize training that supports their athletic performance and continues to encourage that fast metabolism and overall muscle mass. And then we've learned a little bit also about some hybrids in there too, specifically the hybrid between the ectomorph and the mesomorph, which is the ecto-meso hybrid. And this is someone who's kind of smack dab in the middle of those two. They're a blend between the ectomorph and the mesomorph body type. They're athletic looking, yet they're still on the thin side, especially in the limbs. And we dabbled a little bit with the mesomorph endo, hybrid body type and this is someone who's still athletic they have a slightly faster metabolism but they're not quite as thick and broad as a true endomorph so i kind of feel like the sport of track and field is a really great example of all the different body types so we've got short distance sprinters and hurdlers the ones that are doing the 100 meter 200 meter maybe maybe 400 meter But these ones are the absolute fastest on the field. So which body type do you think excels at that distance, Scott? Mesomorph. Yes. 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 (laughs) I'm quizzing you today. You weren't prepared for this, which is probably good. Okay. Then we have the long distance runners, the ones that are doing the 5K, the 10K, the ones that have the most endurance on the track team. Which body type are these? Ectomorph. The ectomorph. Okay, here's the tricky one. What do you think the 
pole vaulters are on the team. Picture a pole vaulter. I would say they're the hybrid. Yes. That was a tricky one. That was like a trick question there. Yeah. Well, you kind of gave me multiple choice (laughs) with the previous explanation. The pole vaulter, I would guess, is a hybrid between a mesomorph and an ectomorph. They need to be long and lean, but also have enough power to get over that bar. Okay, now let's look at the throwers, the ones that are throwing the javelin, the discus. What are they? They look very different than the long-distance runners. Uh, Very different. I would say they are endomorphs. They are endomorphs. That's for sure. And then this next one's kind of tricky. What about the combined event? What do we call that? Is that the heptathlon? Yeah, there's several. There's a decathlon. (laughs) There's heptathlon. (laughs) I know so much about track. (laughs) Okay, the Anfield. Anfield. (laughs) Okay, the combined event. What do you think those ones are? Well, I'm going to go out on a limb here by process of elimination and say that it is a endo-meso hybrid. No. Oh. No. Maybe one of them or two of them. But I would say that the majority of the ones that excel at the wide range are just middle-of-the-road mesomorphs. They're just overall very athletic and can do short or long-distance stuff fine. All right, I'll take your word for it. (laughs) Okay, so I mean, while most of us don't compete in track and field or really know anything about it, apparently, (laughs) we get the idea. Each of the people that excel at their individual disciplines do so for a reason. They have certain strengths that make them the best at what they do. It would not make any sense for a coach to look at one of the throwers and say, you're going to compete in the 5K today. That's just ridiculous. And then likewise, it wouldn't make sense for a distance runner with her slim, long figure to step up with a discus and compete against the other throwers. We just know logically those two different types of people excel at very different things. That might make track and field more exciting, though, if you made people try the things they're not good at. (laughs) Ooh, I kind of like this idea. (laughs) Could be very interesting. (laughs) The failure Olympics. Okay, so let's really hone in on the endomorph body type today. And this is going to be bringing everything full circle. And I hope with today's discussion, you'll gain a lot more clarity about your own body type, or at least create a clear plan of action for yourself. Because that's the idea. I want you to listen to these podcasts and be able to walk away having a good idea of what you can do and what you can implement in your daily life. The endomorph. Let's just coverage is the general descriptions of an endomorph to begin with. So the overall body shape of a true endomorph is someone who is naturally thick and stockier, even at their absolute fittest. So when we look at the thrower, that javelin thrower on the track team, even when they are at their absolute fittest, they're in the best shape they can possibly be, they still look very, very different than the ectomorph long distance runners. So they're still naturally thick and stockier. They generally have a wider waist, wider hips, and a larger bone structure. Endomorphs truly excel at powerlifting and weightlifting in general. They will always be the absolute strongest in the group. Just look at Olympic lifting, which is another sport that highlights the endomorph body type. The endomorphs truly reign in this sport. 
And then even with the CrossFit games, this is one that we don't think about as much, but you will probably do better than most if you have endomorph genes as a CrossFitter. You might be a mesomorph-endomorph hybrid, but a lot of those women competing in the CrossFit games and a lot of the men are actually endomorphs. They're very, very fit endomorphs, but they're definitely thicker and stockier than a lot of other people. So an endomorph has a naturally slower metabolic rate and their body has a difficult time using their fat stores as a primary fuel source for their activities and their body prefers to use sugar for fuel instead, which can be a problem. This is kind of their genetic tendency. And this is due to an endomorph being more insulin dominant than the other types or having poor insulin sensitivity or a poor insulin response. Okay, break down all the technical mumbo jumbo for us. Okay, what the heck is insulin response? (laughs) I feel like we need a sidebar here so you guys kind of figure, we, we need to figure this out together. Okay, when we eat, our insulin acts as a transportation service for generally the carbohydrates that enter our bloodstream. The quicker and bigger of a response means that the nutrients are more likely to be shuttled away to storage quickly. So sometimes with some of our bodies, we have a very big insulin response to the carbohydrates that enter our bloodstream. And if we get that big response, then those carbohydrates are gonna be shuttled away to storage very quickly. Your insulin will want to store these carbohydrates in a few different places. It might want to store them in your liver as liver glycogen. It might also want to store them in your muscles as muscle glycogen, which will give you kind of that immediate energy for when you're doing your workouts. But if those two places are full already, your body is going to need somewhere else to put these carbs. Carbohydrates then go through a process that can morph them into fat molecules so they can be stored as fat. And when you expose your body to higher amounts of carbohydrates on a regular basis in the form of starchier carbs or sugary carbs, and especially processed foods, you start to teach this insulin to overreact and respond really quickly and store those carbs stat. And over time, this great demand on this insulin response can begin to wear out. It kind of gets fatigued and you become pre-diabetic or actually diabetic. So that's kind of how the pathway to diabetes works. But it all starts back to what's your body's natural inclination for insulin response. And over time, this type of person will have a body that prefers to use glucose as its primary fuel source, not fat. And some people will body type instead of using somatotypes like we're talking about, they'll actually body type people based on them being a fat burner or a sugar burner. So they will call people who are endomorphs a sugar burner because they kind of want to use sugar as the primary fuel source and never really tap into those fat stores for fuel. And then someone who's a healthy mesomorph or ectomorph tends to be more of a fat burner. With someone who is a genetic endomorph, they tend to have a higher, faster insulin response than the other body types, making them a bit less tolerant to carbohydrates in the diet. So basically when they eat a a meal that's higher in carbohydrates, their insulin goes 
to work really quickly and wants to get rid of those carbs out of their bloodstream really quick and will go and put them into storage as quickly as possible. Someone who has a better tolerance to carbohydrates, that insulin response is not quite as immediate. So is the insulin response the biggest determining factor in how your body handles carbohydrates? Yeah, yep, exactly. It's not the full picture with body types because we also have muscle fiber type distribution and even bone structure, but usually those things can go hand in hand. Usually someone who has that larger bone structure like an endomorph and a higher number of the fast twitch, very powerful, strong muscle fibers that an endomorph has, they also tend to have this type of low carbohydrate tolerance. But we have to understand that any body type can condition their body to behave this way through poor eating habits, a sedentary lifestyle, and even lots of stress in their life. So this is why we end up with a lot of ectomorphs and mesomorphs whose bodies look and behave like endomorphs. And this is where it usually gets confusing for people. They'll say, I look like an endomorph, but previous pictures of me show me as a mesomorph or an ectomorph. So what am I? I get that question a lot. Well, you might not be a true endomorph, but for all intents and purposes, your body thinks you are now. (laughs) (laughs) Tricked ya. Tricked ya. (laughs) And this can happen from years of stress, the effects of stress and the effects of those stress hormones years of eating high amounts of carbs and low quality foods, especially processed foods, and then a big lack of metabolism boosting activity. So activity that's slow, steady state like jogging, just running, or no activity at all. So all of these types of behaviors can take someone's body who might naturally be an ectomorph or a mesomorph and just kind of begin to slow everything down. So now their body is beginning to behave and even store fat like an endomorph naturally does. So your body has slowed down and it has begun to prioritize carbs as the main fuel it wants to use for everything, which in turn promotes increased insulin responses to what you eat and then increased fat storage. So there you have it. Can this also change just with age and the body aging and treating these things differently? Usually what happens when someone ages and they experience a slower metabolism is the fact that they're losing muscle mass as they age. And yes, when you lose muscle mass on your body, your metabolism is going to slow down. Your body's reaction to carbohydrates is going to look a little different if you don't have a faster, higher metabolic rate. So it all does kind of go hand in hand, but it definitely comes back to how much muscle mass do you have on your frame and how much is that muscle mass affecting your overall metabolic rate. So we're gonna come back to this a little bit more in a bit about what you can do about all of this, but let's first talk about what a healthy endomorph looks like because not all endomorphs are just overweight and need to try to become a mesomorph. That's not how it works. So healthy endomorphs, do you have an idea of what a healthy endomorph might look like? I think it looks like a weightlifter or maybe a heavyweight fighter or somebody who might not look like they're carrying a ton of muscle, Mm -hmm. but 
are clearly very strong and healthy anyway. Yeah, exactly. Healthy endomorphs are very, very strong and powerful. They're extremely muscular, although, like you said, they might not necessarily look ripped, but their overall amount of muscle mass on their body is probably far more than even most mesomorphs. They tend to also have that larger girth measurements around their limbs, so they just have larger muscles. But even healthy endomorphs still will look a little thick and broad. Good healthy endomorph will have trained and conditioned their metabolism to work at a higher rate and to not be quite so insulin dominant. And because of that, they'll experience improved carbohydrate tolerance. A healthy endomorph also prioritizes stress-reducing strategies to keep their stress hormones at bay so as not to contribute to the metabolism challenges that they have. That's really important for a healthy endomorph too. And while endomorphs may still be larger than the other body types, they are absolutely very healthy and they are not necessarily at any more risk for long-term health problems than any of the other body types. Now, unhealthy endomorphs, this is probably a little bit more clear. It is probably the most challenging for an endomorph to be and stay really healthy than it is for the other body types. They have to work a little harder at it. Unhealthy endomorphs are overweight, especially in their midsection. Whereas if we think back to like the ectomorph body type, sometimes an unhealthy ectomorph tends to feel kind of scrawny and weak and a little fragile. An endomorph will never go in that direction. If they are unhealthy, they're going to gain weight. Unhealthy endomorphs have a very slow metabolic rate. They have, like we said, that poor insulin response to carbohydrates. And they literally feel like they cannot tolerate any carbs in their diet. (laughs) This is the type of person that says, I just look at a piece of bread and I put on five pounds. (laughs) And that's kind of what we mean, you guys, with carb tolerance. And I'm sure a lot of us don't really know what those words mean, but we understand that concept of if you eat bread, you feel giant. (laughs) And that's essentially what's going on. And I think it's important to remember, though, that we don't demonize carbs. They're not good or bad. It's all about how your particular body type deals with them, and then it's recognizing that and eating in relation to that. Exactly, because insulin doesn't respond to protein and fats in your diet like they do to carbohydrates. So an excess of calories with anything is going to get stored somehow, but a little bit more readily with an excess of carbohydrates in your diet, especially if your insulin is acting poorly. Unhealthy endomorphs, if they are overweight, if they have really high stress and experience all these metabolism issues, this all puts them at a much greater risk for a number of health problems, including diabetes, cardiovascular diseases, and even metabolic syndrome. All right, so we know what the risk and benefits to being an endomorph are. So what are some of your recommendations for how an endomorph can be healthy? Well, for an endomorph, if you feel like you're an endomorph, it's important that you prime the pump, so to speak, and do everything you can to get your body to burn fat as fuel again. For your body to not be so insulin dominant and to speed up all of your metabolic processes. And in order to do this, you have to stop trying to force your body to be something different. 
Just the other day, I saw a young mom that was clearly an endomorph going for a jog and she looked miserable, you guys, and I'm sure you've seen it too. And I just knew without asking her, I mean, it could have been a different, she could have been training for, for a long distance event, but generally I'll see endomorphs going for a jog and I just know that they're trying their hardest to lose weight. And I just wanted to walk over and grab her by the shoulders and say, you don't have to do this to yourself. In fact, you shouldn't be doing this to yourself if you're trying to lose weight. So if this young mom who happened to be an endomorph is trying to lose weight and improve her metabolism, long and slow steady state cardio is not going to help her the most. In fact, it could be hindering her progress. So if you're an endomorph, for your exercise, turn your attention to doing all the things that have been shown to improve metabolism. And this is building muscle mass through weightlifting. And honestly, if you are a true endomorph, you will love this. There is nothing quite as sad as an endomorph using tiny pink weights. <laughs> as a real endomorph, you should be weightlifting, mama. Push those weights around. You will probably really, really enjoy it. The other thing that is going to help your, help your metabolism is incorporating high-intensity training. So doing that weightlifting but at a good high pace Put those exercises together in a circuit and do them quickly. Other things that are going to be helpful for you are short bursts of very powerful work. So that could be sprint intervals. It could be like short bursts of squat jumps or burpees or things like that that are very high powerful work. It could even be powerlifting, weightlifting at a high fast pace. I recommend if you're an endomorph to build up to doing three to five hours over the course of the week doing a combination of heavy weightlifting, high intensity strength training, and metabolic conditioning. So I know that that sounds a lot, but if you start at aiming for three hours over the course of the week, that could be four to five, 30 to 45 minute sessions. You're laughing at me because I was having to do mouth in my head real quick. (laughs) So just aim for doing something Most days of the week, that gets you sweaty, makes you hot, and has you breathing pretty hard. Okay, now on the nutrition front for endomorphs, we, like I said, need to keep priming that metabolism pump. And you need to eat in a way that accommodates for your poor tolerance to carbohydrates, okay? So aim for most of your meals to be high in protein, vegetables, and a variety of healthy fats. Every time you eat, you should be able to look down on your plate and identify the protein, see the veggies, and see the healthy fats on your plate. All three of those things should be there every time you eat. And then when it comes to fruit, this is a big question for a lot of people. When it comes to fruit, fruit is okay, okay? It's still high in fiber and has lots of vitamins and minerals. However, since you're an endomorph and you're working on kind of fixing your insulin tolerance, Fruit tends to be a little higher in sugar than vegetables, okay? So you're probably going to feel your best if you consume only one, maybe two servings of fruit per day. All the rest of your produce needs to be vegetables, okay? I feel like I'm your mom right now telling you to eat more veggies. Well, you are a mom. (laughs) 
We all need to hear that every once in a while. Eat more veggies. Okay, all starchy carbs for you, endomorph, should be included only on a workout day and preferably with the meal that lines up closest to your workout. This is when that insulin is going to be responding its best and your body will deal with those carbs better. So make sure that when you are eating these starchy carbs that they're really high quality, high fiber, unprocessed carbs. And these are things like whole grains and rice, real potatoes like Scott eats at every meal, (laughs) squashes and beans. So things that you're getting a lot of good quality nutrients from. If it's not a workout meal, skip the carbs altogether and just stick to your pros. So your protein and your veggies and fats. Okay. And then sugary foods, foods that are like treats and sugary, high sugar foods and processed starchier carbs really should be limited to just splurges. So I know a lot of people are like, well, Megan, does this mean that this is like a low carb diet? (laughs) Should I eat keto style or something if I'm an endomorph? The difference between eating as an endomorph, like I'm just describing, and keto is actually quite different. You're still getting a significant amount or a moderate amount of carbohydrates from the vegetables that you're eating versus if you were to be eating a keto style diet, you actually have very, very, very few carbs in your diet at all. So I recommend that you do this style of eating where you do focus on having vegetables with most meals of the day rather than going to the extreme of the keto style diet, okay? And then one other thing that endomorphs really, really need to pay attention to is make sure that you get your stress under control. When your stress hormones are also in the picture as someone who's trying to lose weight and improve their metabolism, those stress hormones can be a major roadblock to making progress. And shameless plug, (laughs) we did a podcast about stress that you can go back and download if you haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, and if you have not listened to that stress podcast, go listen to it. Listen to it again. You probably already have because it is the most downloaded podcast that the Strong Mamas podcast has. So go listen. Okay, that's great for a true endomorph, but as we talked earlier, there's some people who have kind of tricked their body into being an endomorph. Uh, So what can they do? Yeah, so if your body is now behaving like an endomorph, then you need to treat it like one, okay? You need to train and eat just like an endomorph should, just like I described. The difference now is that as you become more fit and in better shape, you may begin to uncover your true genetic somatotype, and you might be able to start shifting your habits to match what your body type should do eventually. So someone who might be an overweight mesomorph or an out-of-shape ectomorph, they might find that as they get in better and better shape, they begin to tolerate those carbs a lot better. They can change their training type a little bit, but for now, If your goal is the same as what an endomorph's goal might be to improve your metabolism and lose body fat, then you need to be treating your body like an endomorph. And you can kind of think of it this way. 
It doesn't make any sense if you think you might have once been a true ectomorph, but now your body is not tolerating carbs very well and it's got a really slow metabolism. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to feed it all those carbs like an ectomorph should at every meal, right? It would probably backfire and it would probably backfire if you did a bunch of endurance training too. So eventually as an ectomorph, you might uncover this side of yourself again, but for now you've got to get that metabolism going again. So listen to this, regardless of your true body type, if your goal is to lose weight, increase your metabolism so you're not so stinking sensitive to everything you eat and get in better shape in general, then you need to do everything I just said to do as an endomorph, okay? So you don't necessarily need to have it perfectly confirmed that you are an endomorph to follow the habits of an endomorph. Because if your goal is really to improve your metabolism and to lose some weight, the same principles are gonna apply to you. I know that over the last couple weeks, we've had a bunch of questions from a lot of you guys. And these questions are probably going to uncover other things that you were curious about. So what's the first question that we had, Scott? So the first one is, what if I really don't know what my body type is, but I do know what my personal goals are? Then what should I do? Yeah, this is a great question because honestly, while figuring out our own body type is fun, (laughs) we can still be really successful if we never get it nailed down. It's really okay if you're not sure, okay? So we don't have to be right on this No, you don't have to be right. I know a lot of people are like, I don't know my body type. What do you think I am? It's like, it's okay if you don't know it exactly. Here's, Here's what you do need to know. If you are trying to gain healthy weight, it's good for you to eat starchier carbohydrates with most meals throughout the day, increase your overall consumption of the pros, so protein and produce, and focus on muscle building work. And these are all the things that an ectomorph should do, okay? So if you're trying to gain healthy weight, then do all those things. If you're trying to maintain your body composition, go ahead and just stay in the middle of the road by emphasizing the pros, so your protein produce with every single meal, having starchier carbs only once or twice a day, not at every meal though, and eat healthy fats with most meals. It would also be good for you to do good balance of muscle building work and muscle maintenance work along with athletic conditioning and even active recovery work. So these were all the things that the mesomorph body type should do. So that's good for you if you're just trying to maintain your body composition. If you are trying to lose body fat, it's important that you emphasize healthy fats with your proteins and vegetables and only eat one serving of starcher carbohydrates or fruits on just workout days, and preferably with the meal that's closest to your workout. It's also helpful for you to prioritize high-intensity weightlifting and metabolic conditioning. So these are all the things that an endomorph should do. So if your goal is to try to lose body fat, then do those things. So as you can see, it's really okay if you don't have it nailed down, but if you know what you're trying to accomplish, then you can kind of point in one direction or the other with your habits. All right, the next question that came up is, is somatotyping similar to blood typing for fat loss? This is a good question and the answer is no. (laughs) It's not really like it at all. 
Blood typing tells you what to eat based on whether you have type A, B, O, or type AB blood. And honestly, I don't, I think most people don't really know what their blood type is. So you would have to have that tested. I know I had mine tested when I was pregnant and I'm not sure what it is. Do you know what your blood type is? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, red. So, <laughs> red. <laughs> yeah. So blood typing for fat loss, it's basically a diet that was created by a naturopath that claims that the foods you eat react chemically with your blood type. And if you follow a diet designed for your blood type, your body will digest food more efficiently. And it says that you'll lose weight, you'll have more energy, and this will help prevent disease. Unfortunately, like I said, this is super tedious and most people don't know what their blood type is anyway. And it ends up, the the protocol is actually a very, very restrictive diet that doesn't look at the big picture of lifestyle and the way that the metabolism works at all. So you can have two individuals that have completely different physical structure and metabolic tendencies, but both have type A blood. <laughs> and it's like, well, does it make any sense for those two very, very different people to eat the same type of diet just because their blood type is the same? Eh, it, it might not work. But in general, why does the blood typing work, the blood typing diet work sometimes? It's the same reason that most diets work. <laughs> it's highly restrictive and you end up eating a lot of whole unprocessed proteins, a lot of vegetables, and a lot of healthy fats. It's just a matter of what kinds can you eat based on your blood type. But at the end of the day, you're eating really clean, really lean, and you're probably losing fat based on that, not necessarily based on the chemical reactions with your blood. All right. Well, this next question, I think, will capture a lot of how our listeners are feeling right now. <laughs> so this is all a little bit confusing and I'm starting to feel overwhelmed. Can I still see results and have success if I don't eat and train perfectly for my body type? Absolutely. Remember what I always said in the beginning about dialing in your nutrition and training habits based on your body type. This stuff is advanced, you guys. Okay. You should only ever get to this point if you've already mastered the basics. And those basics are set firmly in stone and you've been doing them consistently for a little bit and you still want to take everything one step further. So body type eating is advanced eating habits, okay? When you've mastered the basics and focus on doing the beginner work of eating and working out on a consistent basis, you may never ever need to worry about all this body type stuff. Nine times out of 10, somebody is going to experience fantastic results with their body if they're just simply consistently and honestly eating their pros. Like I say, just making sure every time you eat, you get good protein, good produce, and you're learning how to be more mindful about your splurging. And then you're focusing on exercising and moving at a variety of intensity levels frequently over the course of the week. And then the other major thing is making sure that you're keeping your stress under control. So all of those things are generalities. They don't need a specific body type for it to work, but they do work. And if one of those things is not already in place for you, go back to that. Fix that thing in your life first before you go to the body typing stuff. So if your stress is a mess, 
Don't you dare start trying to figure out how to eat for your body type. If you're not already working out on a regular basis and being active in general, there's no need to go to hyper specifics and and start like Olympic weightlifting if you're an endomorph. So start with the basics. Don't let yourself get overwhelmed, but just understand that there may come a point where you want to dabble with this stuff a little further. Like I usually say, if something's working, don't change it. (laughs) But if something's not working, it may be time to tweak things a little bit. Don't keep doing something if it's not working for you. And guys, I really want to bring this whole conversation full circle and just remind you where we started from. It's just understanding that each of us have been created so uniquely differently And those differences highlight the beauty and the vastness of God. We have been created in his likeness. The way that you were designed, whether you are an ectomorph, a mesomorph, an endomorph, or something in between, it's important that you embrace who you are, that you don't try to change who you are because you don't necessarily like it, (laughs) but that you see yourself as being created in God's likeness. And you truly, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. It says that in Psalms. And I hope that through this process of just understanding yourself more, that you can see that, that you are definitely fearfully and wonderfully made exactly how you are. But you now have good tools to maximize who you are, that you can become a really healthy version of who you are. And you can stop trying to force yourself to do and be somebody that you're not. Now, I want you to know that I do have a handful of resources for you to help you out in this whole area, because ultimately I want to help you uncover the best and healthiest version of yourself. Through all of our discussions, you might be, you might have experienced some light bulb moments about the different body types, but I know that you might not be quite sure still how to put it into practice, especially that nutrition piece. Usually for most people, that nutrition piece is kind of the most challenging. If that's you, then I think you'd really benefit from my easy meal plans that I designed. If you go to strong-mamas.com and click on nutrition, you'll find meal plans for ectomorphs, mesomorphs, and endomorphs. The meal plans really take the guesswork out of what to eat and when. The best part is that they don't involve any calorie or macronutrient counting, so they're not tedious or impossible to follow. Each plan is going to lay out for you what to eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack every day for an entire month, and they all come with a grocery list. This is a no-brainer, you guys. So head on over to strong-mamas.com and click on nutrition to download your meal plan. Also, don't forget, if you're curious about what your body type is, but you're not really sure, I put together that body type quiz that will really help you out. It's going to only take you about two minutes to go through the quiz, answer the questions, and discover what your body type probably is. I've posted the link to the body type quiz in the show notes, but you can also visit strong-mamas.com slash body type quiz, all one word, to take the quiz today. 
Also, don't forget about the opportunity I mentioned before. You have the chance to join us in the Strong Mamas Coaching Program, which will completely transform the way you feel, the way you move in your body, and even the way that you think about your body. I know that life is overwhelming right now, and it's really easy to let your self-care take a back seat, but I know you don't want to let that happen. But you're also not in the mood for a stressful diet or a really extreme workout program, right? So the Strong Mamas Coaching Program has everything you need to take care of yourself right now in a really supportive environment, an encouraging environment, and in a way that feels doable and simple, okay? So don't forget, you are invited to join us today. Head to strong-mamas.com transformation to find out more about the program, to see everything that's included, the massive amounts of value that are included in the program, to watch video testimonials, to read stories, to see other people's transformations, you are not gonna wanna miss out on this, okay? So once again, head to strong-mamas.com slash transformation. All right, guys, I'm so glad that you carved out some time in your day to hang out with us, and hopefully you've learned a lot. This is wrapping up our series all about the different body types, but I know your questions and the dialogue will continue. So shoot me an email or send me a direct message through social media if you have questions or comments. I'd love to hear what your light bulb moments have been as you've been learning about the different somatotypes and what body type you think that you are. Once again, my social media handles are on Instagram at strong underscore mamas and mamas is spelled m-o-m-m-a-s and then you can also find me at facebook.com backslash strong mamas all one word and hey don't forget to subscribe to the podcast rate the show and leave a quick review until next time talk to you later